Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of No Pyro, No Podcast, our Armada fancast where we talk all things Jacksonville Armada. I'm Daniel Dad Johnson, and joining me is Derek. Uh, does this check, check? Does does this mic still work? Um, I, I think I we had to dust some stuff yeah, off. Yeah, it's, been a, been, it's a, been, a been a little while. Um, weeks? Months, maybe? Yeah. Eh, months. I feel like our last... Uh, episode was uh about a month and a half yeah, ago right up right around the holidays i think we uh yeah. we took a little life got busy <laughs> yeah life life did get busy um so we've got a special guest today um uh, i guess uh, a figure of uh armada past would you say no i would say um a gulf coast icon um more so um everyone that has really followed the Gulf Coast Conference the last few years since the Armada has really uh, had a team in the uh, the first team in the NPSL um, over the last three years. Um, everyone knows this guy. If you've been around the Gulf Coast, it's uh, he's definitely probably the everyone's favorite guy. And if you don't like him, something's wrong with you. Okay, so we're gonna. Um jump onto that now and so here we go and joining us now is dustin wilson from afc mobile and we also have a special guest steven from lower league usa never heard of him hey who Who are these guys all right episode's over uh just kidding (laughs) um so fair we got to all the interesting parts yeah, which you guys actually just had a, a um, Lord League at USA actually did just interview recently for their website, so that was pretty cool to have you guys both on here. So, um, Dustin, um, you're an AFC Mobile supporter. You guys have been around for a minute. Um, we kind of got introduced to you guys uh, coming out of COVID in 2001 with the when the Armada and AFC Mobile joined the newly formed Gulf Coast. Um, conference in the npsl um how long were you a mobile fan before that year how did it come about um what what drove you to soccer there well been around soccer my whole life played it here there everywhere um i have some anecdotal fun stories about playing with refugees in europe when i was uh, my dad was stationed over there so coming back to uh, being an adult moved to mobile and there was no soccer so um, I started coaching again. I've always loved that. And uh, the really funny story about it is AFC Mobile kind of unofficially, officially, quote unquote, started as a U16 playing for Mobile City Rec. Um, and one of their very, very first games was against my U16 playing for Mobile City Rec. And I think they beat us like 93 to 2, maybe. Jesus. Um, I, uh, I bet those two were spectacular goals. I know <laughs> match fixing. To be honest. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I met Patrick Dungan that day, uh, one of the, the founding guys of AFC mobile and we hit it off cause I think we were the only coaches or parents and we were full head to toe kit. He had a LA galaxy and I had a Seattle Sounders kit and, uh, we were fast friends and just got involved with it from there. Okay. So, um, you, you're, you said you moved around quite a bit military and, uh, you're actually from the Washington area, right? That's how you're a Sounders fan. Yeah, I was uh I was born in Tacoma. Dad 
was uh, American military. He grew up in Canada. We, we lived all around the world. Um, I think I got 49 states, 11 countries. I mean, it's just, it was a ridiculously fun way to grow up. What What's the last state? Uh, I got to get to North Dakota. And, and that's... No, no, no. There's no reason to go to North Dakota no, ever in your they life. They literally say, why? I, literally, I live the there only if... reason I want to go is to cross it off the list. So if you go to North Dakota, and sorry for if anyone is a North Dakota listener, um, it, yeah, I'm sorry for you. Um, go from uh, flying to Minneapolis, cross the state line, check it off, go back across to Minnesota, or do the same thing from the Montana side. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I actually, when I moved down here, I drove in such a way that I was going to hit it, and then I snapped an axle on my truck in uh Wyoming, Gillette, Wyoming, and uh, missed it by about three hours. And I almost like, you almost saw a grown man just crying like, God, I could have done this eight years ago. I, I believe it. Like, uh, so my dad, both my parents were active duty Air Force. Um, my dad was stationed at, in North Dakota at Grand Forks Air Force Base. There's, there's nothing, Whew. nothing. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> there was a no. Dairy Queen and that was it. That was our highlight for the week. Yeah, see, that was like the town I grew up in, uh, in, in Washington. It was middle of nowhere, not much going on other than being a military town. But at least Seattle was like an hour away, and Tacoma was like 45 minutes away from, you know, it was, there was something to go do if we were tired of the bowling alley. Okay. Oh, wow. That 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 definitely screams uh, military base. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, that's going to be, that, that's gonna be uh, Steven's life in the next uh, next few years. We don't yeah. even get a bowling alley. Oh well, yeah. you're Navy, yeah. Oh yeah, we're not Air Force. Air, Air Force, smoke. Dustin. Uh, Army. 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 Okay. Yeah. So we we um, you know especially when we lived in Germany, it was like oh oh okay today is the the day we can go to the pool. That's cool. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, um, what year were you? Did you start? Um, what year was it that you started following the AFC? Uh, you know, since I, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna love being an owner here for a second when I don't know what year we actually started. But again, it was, you know, I started following them and being at least fringe involved um, since the very get go. So seven years ago, I think it was eight years okay. ago. So yeah, what, what league were they in before joining the the Gulf Coast League? So we were in the GCPL, um, okay. and that's where the very first official. Um, I think that was 2017. Yep. And uh, that was the first uh, com competitive team uh, for the first team. And then played there for 2017, 2018, 2019, and then moved to the NPSL, obviously, with the whole COVID thing in there. And, and uh, yeah, that was a strange time. Like uh, I, I, that year, there was a, uh, the, the season was canceled. And the next year, uh, like, I don't know about you guys, but our first two home games, there was like zero attendance. So we actually had to go on the road to be able to watch our soccer team for the first time in two years. I remember that. I remember watching y'all. <laughs> and I felt so. bad, you know, because it was just such everything around COVID was so messed up. And, and, and everybody was, you know, that phrase, the new normal, we didn't know. And um, <clears throat> thankfully, you know, the, the ownership at the time of AFC Mobile did a very good job putting together pieces and, and keeping everything as close as they could, um, you know, to, to kind of get us through that. It was definitely challenging though. So you guys make the jump into the NPSL. Um, did you guys have high expectations of like, you guys were going to come in, play a larger region of teams and 
did you think you're going to find instant success? Um, you know, speaking from the fans' perspective, because I was still helping uh, Keith Kaufman do the Causeway Rebellion, the supporters group at that time, and you know, as a fan, um, we made the announcement, and of course, a couple of us were more on the inside loop, so we kind of knew. Um, but then we didn't know what teams we were playing, and that, that I remember that first announcement going out, and I was like, "Oh, Jacksonville! Oh, God, New Orleans! Oh, shit! Those are real teams." And, <laughs> you know, because being a, a lower league soccer nerd, you you hear stories about the Jesters and the Silverbacks and the Rowdies and and uh, you know, you guys in, in Jacksonville, and how these are just pipeline feeder teams for the pros, and and how good everybody was, and. You know, I knew we were we were way outclassed, but I think that my, my little pineapple heart way down there was like, ah, we got this. This will be fine. <laughs> yeah, but you, you guys also had that that first year, um, Port City, uh, yeah. which was right around the corner. You had Pensacola, uh, yeah. which wasn't too far away. Hattiesburg, which no one knew anything about what they would be um, up at Southern I States. I think that's what, what kind of made us have a little bit of confidence. We knew Tallahassee. Uh, and we'll shout out to the boys over there uh, and ladies. Uh, they are just amazing group. And so uh, we knew uh, Port City, not our, not our best friend, but maybe our best frenemy uh, from the GCPL. And, and we had a lot of ties to Pensacola between the coaching staff and some of the players. So um, we felt confident that we'd be somewhere maybe in the you know top three, top four. Um, but uh it was interesting. It was a it was a good experience. A lot of learning, and from a fan's perspective, I mean, the quality of the teams was off the charts. Yeah, that, I I know that I I made that first game away to uh, um to play you guys, and we lost one nothing. But I felt like we dominated that game. We just couldn't put the ball on target. Um, but what I was impressed about was um, you guys actually had support um in the city. Uh, for the team, like we, we uh, Stephen and Dan can attest to this. Uh, two years prior, three years prior, we we were in the Sunshine Conference, and we'd go down to South Florida to go play, whether it's Naples or um, Storm FC or Boca Raton, Miami United. There wasn't much support in the Sunshine Conference outside of us. Like right, Stephen, Dan. Yeah, not even like what was it, Miami FC that was with us then? They still don't. Yeah, Miami FC was was a really good team. Yeah, having professionals and stacked. And there was maybe like 200 people at the game. But like, there was really, for our experience at NPSL at that point, Mobile definitely uh, stuck out to us for having uh, support. Well, you know, and, and I think it was the right group of people fueled by the right group of owners with AFC at the time, because uh, we were all just soccer nerds. We And we get together Saturday mornings at one of the local bars here, and uh, we just watch soccer. And, you know, you got your teams and whatnot, and it's mostly Prem. Um, but at some point, you know, you got a third-tier English team on, and everybody just kind of arbitrarily picks sides because it's soccer. And we just like watching soccer, like playing soccer. And Keith Kaufman, um, you know, he's still one of a dear friend of mine and working hard behind the scenes to create this experience that was very much like, you know, a European football experience with fans chanting and songs. And uh, we took a lot of cues off of uh, Chattanooga's uh, Galen Riley when he was running the Chattahooligans. Uh, we took a lot of cues off them, and they were great partners and, and supportive of us, too. So we really had a roadmap laid out for us of how to do that part, and it was just off to the races. 
Yeah, and you guys, uh, you, you guys have more of a, um, you're not a, I, I don't, I think you guys are like an alter group or anything, more of like a family type supporters group. Um, but you have your own vibe and culture that is very different than the other teams in the Gulf Coast Conference. Um, yeah. uh, you guys, uh, decided to do costumes when we first met you. I, I remember <laughs> you guys approached us with a pineapple. Um, I flipped you upside down. Um, uh, just, uh, I was like, who, who are these guys? Uh, um, I, I have lots of friends and like, we make jokes about upside down pineapple. So I was like, okay, let's, <laughs> let's make things awkward. <laughs> I mean, and I, I, I honestly, the, the, st- <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, I, I, we just wanted to have fun. Um, we we wanted to be our own brand and be our own people. And I think, again, one of the things that uh, some of the guys that kind of led the causeway at the beginning, Keith Kaufman and, and Michael Shotava and, and those guys were just go out there and be your fan. Be the guy that, you know, people remember. And the players really took to it. Now, we did Vikings and Pirates the first couple of years and uh, did the whole makeup and the thing. And the, the players really responded to it. They loved looking up in the stands and just seeing us go wild. Um, and then I think uh, we were on a, a kind of a conference Zoom call one night in the offseason. And uh, one of the – she had Layla um, Hockman, Alonzo Hockman, now Stuart, I guess. Well, hi, Layla. I remembered all your names. Um, she and I maybe were um, – not exactly sober and we were joking around with well what should we do next year and i think she suggested like a fruit salad and i may have been really um not <laughs> in my right mind and i went on amazon i'm like that's a great idea and like four days later i had a pineapple costume complete with hat gloves shoes the whole nine yards and, and i was like who could forget a guy running around in 115 degree heat in a polyester pineapple suit from china so it, the pineapple was born there. So, <laughs> you, you don't know this about me, but these oh, guys do. Um, year one and two with the Armada, um, I had my own little uh, get-up software to the games. And there, there's actually pictures on the internet um, that are very, very frightening to children. Uh, these, uh... <laughs> well, I mean, and more, more so than normal. <clears throat> Derek's frightening the children just as he is. Yeah. Oh. Normally, I put a paper bag over my head. It cures everything. I got a face for radio, um, <laughs> but it was uh, it was extremely over the top. I was a um, big like okay, like supporters group. What's something naval related? And the first thing that came to my mind was like Davy Jones locker, right? So like squid mask, and I was like looking around stuff, and I found this. Um, it was like a leather. Uh, a Davy Jones one that was like really cool and it was like a couple hundred bucks, but I was like, I live in Jacksonville, Florida. I will freaking die. Yeah. If I wear this. <laughs> so I found this little cheap little like $15 like crochet like squid mask and I <laughs> bought it. And it actually breathed very well. Uh, and so I didn't really get hot and. It, like we're we're like anchor suit from like head to toe socks included like wow. like everything down to the underwear pretty much um and then i also like dressed up as popeye uh like it was i, I there's evidence of me wearing a lot of costumes so me personally i love it i love how you guys are yourselves you guys have your own vibe 
And that's what it's about is creating your own culture, in my opinion. So, and we got our own culture, but it's not going to be the same as what you guys want to do. And same with Tallahassee or New Orleans, um, or even um, uh, everyone's favorite group in the conference. Uh, 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 what's their name? Um, Southern State Soccer Club. I don't know if you guys heard of them. Ah, yeah, uh, we may have had one or two run-ins with that. <laughs> You know what so, I'm going to say? Fuck those guys. <laughs> Way to jump in the, the podcast, Dan. Only 15 minutes in. <laughs> I, I deliver uh, quality, not, not you know, quantity. <laughs> so what was, um, Dustin, what was your favorite um, away day? What was your favorite away day? Because you actually... You tr- you and your supporters group are one of the few groups that actually traveled regularly um, as a supporter. Yeah, and and I, I think our first year in the MCL, I actually made every match. Um, it was because I, it was so important to me to meet everybody and meet them on their home turf. And uh, we have had, I, I think, the, the best away day possible was uh, our last, our first, very first season, last game, go over to Port City. Um, we're over. We had nothing to live for, nothing to play for, uh, except pride. And um, one of the things a lot of folks don't know, one of our actual Cosmic Rebellion supporters is a ref, Jamie Ward. Um, and he was one of the linesmen that night. And so we all had to be real quiet about that, but we were ref, like crazy. And uh, I mean, every call, and, and Jamie's ethics are ups, uh, outstanding. He's one of those guys you never question a thing he does. Um, but it came down to maybe the last, I don't know, 45 seconds. And we held on in one. And one of our, one of the owners, Patrick jumped over the fence, not realizing it was about 15 feet oh, down shit. from the stating, the seating onto the pitch and broke a rib. Um, and we just went wild. Um, Worth it. You know, everybody lost it. And we stormed the field. Like we just won a national championship and all the part players at, at uh, Gulfport were just looking at us like we were crackheads and, we were. I mean, it was, but it was the whole bus ride home was chanting, cheering, singing. Um, we hugged all the players when they got off the bus. It was just magic. For yeah, us. like I, I know that feeling. We the first um, year and a half uh, of us as a professional team, we actually didn't win an away game at all. Like we, we it was about what twenty some games, right, guys? Something somewhere around there. And the best we could do was muster up a draw. Like we were God awful in the NPSL um, at the start. So when we finally got that hump, like it just nothing, nothing but celebration. Like, so I get that, like that moment of like, we, we don't have to be the best team, but we're the best team tonight. Like let's, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that game for us too. That you, I can't believe how well you just described that feeling. I think that kind of set in our minds that yeah, we don't need to win. We're, these are just our boys, and they're on the pitch for us. Um, and we were going to do whatever we could to, to support them through thick thin or, or otherwise. So, um, since you mentioned that you uh, did pineapple, um, Dan and me have a very uh, we're very passionate about something. Um, does pineapple mm-hmm. belong on pizza? Oh hell no! Oh, right, I was was over. Steven, uh, well, thank, thank you for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, as as the pineapple, I go into the stands at halftime 
and I will give, I will sign cans of pineapple for the kids and do pictures and stuff. And on every single can of pineapple, I say, I, I write, I do not belong on pizza. And then I sign a big pineapple signature. And I have to make the kids promise oh, they will not make a pizza. That is oh. actually, like, I'm a huge, I love pineapple on pizza, especially like meat lover, <laughs> throw pineapple on it. I love it. Um, but that is hilarious to me that you're doing that with the kids. This is why you're such a well-liked I mean, guy, man. Uh, like it, it's I don't, everyone. I don't know. We have my, a my opinion. My opinion know, has changed. We have a banter page in the Gulf Coast um, conference, and it, it's primarily filled with Armada supporters, uh, Mobile, Tallahassee, uh, a couple, um, a couple guys over at New Orleans, really? uh, like one guy from Pensacola, and um, I think like two people from Southern. State snuck in there at the end um but it, it's hands down dustin's the one guy everybody loves like it's there shall be no slander of the pineapple yeah but it, it's unanimous that everyone likes you you're like such a good guy overall like the kids love you the other supporters even though like we want to be rivals and like our group is like full of um young angry ultras um we hit everyone it's like a, <laughs> a 90s goth kid um but, but it's just that would not be tolerated is the slander of the pineapple yeah like it, it's just you're, you're just like why are you such a likable guy god i don't know <laughs> i just great I answer think it's I think it's easier to make friends um, and it's really hard not to give the pineapple, the guy, the maybe slightly inebriated guy in a pineapple suit a hug when he's like, hi. <laughs> um, I think it's a beard. You know, I just, it's a soccer to me is not about hate. And, and I know I'm getting into some weird, like next level FIFA shit about, you know, racism and all that, but it isn't, it transcends everything. Uh, transcends borders, sex, race, sexual preference, any of that kind of stuff. So why sh why should it do that at a supporters level? And we can and we can hate each other. That's very true. I was funny enough that came up in conversation last night. We had a uh, section nine hundred four board meeting last night, and we were just talking you know, at the end. We were just talking about stuff, and we were talking about away days. And like all of us can like get out of our whatever our mode of transport is. There can be a group of ten of us going to a bar, going to a restaurant, and people are probably going to wonder. Why are they all together? Yeah, how did this you know, group come about? Yeah, yeah. Look at this, this <laughs> odd mix of people. Of, of, whether it be age, whether it be you know gender, whether it be you know race, whatever the case may be, and it's the one thing that brings us all. Yeah. Like for example, when we went to, um, we were playing Pensacola way. What was it two years ago where we they were playing in Foley, Alabama? Yeah, Pensacola. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we we ended up. Um, at this, uh, what was that bar's name? It's called the Scuttlebutt Pub. Scuttlebutt Pub, and there's literally like twenty of us there, and then uh, it, it's like what uh, five plus hours away from yeah. uh, from, from Jacksonville yeah. that we all made the trip. But like, we got a very diverse group of people, like across all levels of diverse as diverse can be, um, and I guarantee you that place just like the looks of like what in the hell like just what came in here like how like it not like more of like it, it more of just like that's just a very weird large group mixed yeah. people yeah and so and 
it's, I mean, you guys, uh, when I came out to y'all were amazing hosts. I mean, it was, I, and I did the turn and burn cause I literally had to pick up my kids the next day. Um, but oh, every a long drive. Oh, and especially after y'all kicked our ass so hard. <laughs> Oh. That was the game you guys had eight players, right? And you had to borrow some of our youth no, academy that guys? No, that wasn't that one. Uh, that was the first time we went out. Um, that was the, the previous home game. You, Will Block, Blake had us. He was our keeper. And he had us, I think, even or, or just down one at the half. And then y'all figured it out and put five past him within 30 minutes. I mean, it was quick. It was a, it was a merciful death blow. <laughs> Um, but I, I don't think a single one of your folks didn't say, Hey, I've got a bet. You shouldn't drive all the way back. Please come stay here. We'll put you, I mean, I had an offer for a hotel and mm-hmm. it's just, that's the kind of stuff that transcends the kind of the stuff on the field. And that's what it's, it's about. So, you know, you just treat people the way you want to be treated. It's awesome. So true. So mobile t- in 2023 takes a hiatus. Yes. What happened? Um, so this is where I actually come in. <clears throat> Just before then, I come in as an owner. Um, I was fortunate enough to buy a share in the team. And for about six months prior to that, <clears throat> I was kind of on, on getting my feet wet on the ownership side. And what had really happened, um, you know, kind of laying our cards on the table is that COVID just messed everything up. Uh, we had housing issues. Um, and we had some player issues. We were hosting a lot of internationals. Um, and what had happened that pre- previous year is that the internationals that we had, uh, we had three and then a whole bunch of other college kids coming in. Um, they needed housing, obviously, and we put them up and then we lost that housing. We had a really good deal on the housing. And then they said at the very last second, no, 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 no. So we wound up actually having to pay for an Airbnb, basically, for some of these guys for the entire season, which. Oh, wow was about $15,000 that we really hadn't planned on. Um, and to their credit, the board at the time did every single thing they could to keep the team alive, um, made it through that season, went through a big coaching change. Um, losing Steve was a lot of upheaval. I uh, won't go into the details on that, but it was a lot of turmoil and a lot of player turmoil. Steve was expansive. He was our academy director as well. So by the time we settled it all up, we really just didn't have a ton of cash left in the, the tank. Then COVID hits. We come back for another year and it's and the wheels just fell off because everything was more expensive. Everything had to be done differently. Um, our main title sponsor didn't quite come through the way it was supposed to. Uh, we had one guy responsible for, I think, three different of his companies um, welched out on paying it. So... Again, credit cards and, and hope and some season ticket sales. We made it through that season. And then we just decided um, kind of as we got towards last year, there was no way we could put a team out. And we were going to look worse if we made it two or three games in and just ran out of money. So for the best interest of the club um, and to do the right thing, I'm not trying to get a gold star for altruism or anything, but to do the right thing and pay off our debt, pay off the loan we took, pay off some of the credit card debt that we incurred, we just decided to focus on the academy. Um, use what little tiny bits of actual profit we get from our academy uh, to help pay off that debt, try to put everything in better footing, um, better standing, and then go forward from there, which we've been lucky enough to now get to this point where we're we're back. So So will AFC Mobile be on the field in 2024? Uh, As of right now, I'm about to sign a deal with um, a 
for uh, use of a stadium here. Um, just very, I mean, it's like three seconds from the Mobile City border. So it's in Chickasaw, Alabama. Um, we are coming back to play. Uh, we will be in the uh, GCPL again. Um, you know, and again, we're grateful for that opportunity. The GCPL has done a glow up in the, the last couple of years. And we're, it, there's there's no ego whatsoever in me saying that we are incredibly grateful and incredibly fortunate to be asked to uh, invited to come back. Um, it's a great fit for us, and we are just really excited to take the pitch again. So, so you that, guys, that, oh, go ahead, Stephen. Uh, that was interesting. That what you just said. Uh, you guys aren't going to play at the Lip next year, then. Um, all credit to the Lip for being a good partner when when we started, um, but they've had I, I think some things happen where they're not able to keep our rates the same. Um, and so the new rates that they were asking for are, are honestly, in my opinion, very fair for what, what they're, what they have. They have a beautiful facility, um, gorgeous, gorgeous stadium. You know, you guys have been there. It's, it's a nice place. Um, I think their ask is a little high this year and, uh, we're more interested in the health, the financial health of the club to keep it long-term. Um, and our new deal is very team friendly, uh, very growth friendly. And, uh, we, we found, we think uh, the best possible partner we could going forward. I, I can't just credit you guys enough for how you were able to turn it around from when you guys were struggling financially to be able to come back on the pitch as early as this year. That's quite an incredible work that you guys have done. I appreciate hearing that. And it's a big credit to a, a couple of the folks behind the scenes. Um, Memo Lombreas, uh, he's a former player of ours, turned owner, now turned uh, president of the board. Um, and, and as a lot of the, the longstanding guys that are kind of still got us to this point, you know, they've moved on in life or, or had some new challenges, but their work and their behind the scenes has been key. Uh, Michael Lynch has just been kind of a do everything kind of guy for us. Um, and he is just every phone call we need to make, he's willing to make it. So uh, we just wanted to play again. We missed it. Um, and as a fan, you know, it sucks not having any soccer near you to go to. So it's, you mentioned not too long ago um, one of your biggest costs was the fact that you had non-local players and you have to house those players. Mm-hmm. Um, with you guys moving to um, this new league, the GCPL, will you have more of a local vibe? Are you still trying to have a larger um, geographical footprint from players to pull from? Like, what, What's your guys' strategy with that? Uh, really, honestly, I mean, I'd love to tell you that it's, well, this is, this is on the paper and this is the plan and the 10 year comeback and all this good stuff, but it's really just let's play. Um, and we know that we're going to struggle with some, the, the talent pool in mobiles is diluted a little bit just due to the number of teams in the area. Um, we have union 10 still in the area and a lot of these kids, we don't have a, a men's D one program in the area, which thins out some of the colleges we can draw from. Um, obviously, we have Spring Hill and Mobile um, University of Mobile, which are, are incredibly talented players, uh, but they kind of also go, <laughs> they get recruited to bigger teams too. So I think this year is really just a focus on some of our academy graduates, hopefully, uh, will come back to play for us. And hey, give some, the kids a shot. You know, if you don't develop the, the youth and the talent, where else are they going to get it? And uh it holds true to our be be a beacon of soccer, be a community soccer program, and and kind of unite soccer and mobile. So, are you able to? Um, uh, do you think you are still going to have the same type of draw with you guys moving to the uh, <clears throat> stadium just outside of Mobile? I, you know, not being from Mobile, 
I will tell you that Mobile surprises me a lot in very good ways. Um, there, it's got its issues, but I would love to say that we'll have the 1,500 people back in that stadium that we had year two in the GCPL, but I honestly don't think so. I think we have to earn the trust of the public again. I think we got to earn the trust of some of our fans. Um, some of them, rightly so, were very deeply hurt that we took a year off because we didn't involve the fans in that decision. And there's a group of about 100 to 200 people that we probably should have at least kind of clued them into what was going on. Um, so we made some mistakes and we did what was best, but I think we got to earn their trust again. And I think putting on a quality product with really quality local players um, and getting back to that first season where, you know, yeah, we won one match, but God, we all had fun. So this makes me think of like the Armada story a lot. Like we, uh, our first game, we had 16,000 people. Um, at, at at a professional game, first year we had seventy eight hundred when we were Division Two soccer, mm-hmm. um, and then the last year that we were pro, we averaged about forty five hundred people um, when we moved stadiums, and then the team kind of like the league imploded. We had to move down to the NPSL fully amateur team. And that first year we played at um, Patton Park, which great little small venue in the neighborhood, not. Um, I like the place, but in terms of support, we went from having thousands a game to like 50. Um, so I know that struggle of like, you got to earn that trust back. And honestly, that 2001 season coming out of COVID, first few games at home were like 200 people for us. It w- if it wasn't for that next year and like the, the run that we had when in 14 straight, like the community started showing up because the team was winning, team was performing, like just, it was all grassroots, it felt like, and all of a sudden at the end of the year, it's 2,000 people coming in. So it can happen, just... We're, we're hopeful, you know. Just got to stick with it. Yeah, and I think that's it. And I think especially kind of changing focus to be a little more local branded and, and trying to develop talent. And, of course, we have some fantastic former players that are still in match fit and they're ready to go. And, and we're going to definitely see what we can do to get them back. Um, but I think that's just it is, is you got to go through that process. And, some, some you know, some folks got to go through it more than others. So this is just paying a little dues maybe, but also – I, yeah, just earning their trust back and showing them it's a quality product and it's worth supporting. Have you guys uh, announced season tickets yet, or is that still a little early for you guys? We're it's still a little early just because we're we're shaking out a couple more things. Um, just trying to set our coach. We've got a couple options on the table. We're not quite sure what we're going to wind up doing with that. And then um, from there, we've got packages in place. We've got we're we're looking for a couple more sponsors. Uh, once we get that set, I think we're we're good to go. Nice. Yeah. You guys got any more soccer questions for Dustin? I'm kind of uh, about to switch gears on him. For a second. I'll, I'll jump in <laughs> for a moment. Um, so the NPSL ran a fan-based award every year for the supporter of the year. And I will have to say this, after meeting you personally, well before you guys were part of NPSL, and then continuing to get to know you as well as the Causeway Rebellion, you were robbed of that award and the risk oh, 100%. on you. I, I appreciate hearing that. And I, I, I was the cool guy. I was like, nah, it doesn't really matter to me. And being up for it three times in a row. And then people who had won it before, like Galen Riley at Chattanooga, 
uh, like I, I I looked up and all he's leading the chant with ten thousand fans. You know some of those matches, and he got that. I was like, there's no way. Um, but it was it was disappointing to not take one of those home. I will I will be very honest to say that. <laughs> so uh, I'll be honest. So they didn't have. Um, I don't think they had this award back in like 2018 when we were in the Sunshine Conference. Mm-hmm. Steven actually, we called him the the Wayday King. Uh, because he, we, we were in a conference of I think nine teams, so we had like sixteen games. I think it was in the in the sunshine. He made every single away day um, in that season. Uh, I don't know how I did we, it. I was broke, and I we, still managed to make those games. We even went to um, we went down on a Wednesday game down to Miami United from Jacksonville. I got off of work, and we deadheaded back and everything. And I had to. I had to sleep the whole way because I had to be at work at like six in the morning and <laughs> getting back to Jacksonville four and like, it, it's, we, we know that, that struggle of, uh, <laughs> we don't want to spend the money <laughs> at the hotel. Let, let's just get the hell back. And like, it just like, th- there's another trip down to Miami FC where my buddy James and I and mama Jay were driving the highway two in the morning and all of a sudden a car's driving past us the wrong way on the highway. <laughs> like like th- th- those road trips really make for some like core memories in life. Oh God. Oh, yeah. Sure. God. I, I took my girls to see uh, Tallahassee. Um, I think the third year and we're coming back and we're in Ponce de Leon, Florida. And the girl is like two in the morning and the girl's like, dad, just give up. Let's get a hotel. I'm like, nope, we're seeing it through. <laughs> And, and my oldest, bless her heart, she's like, oh, I will stay up with you. And maybe made it like another two miles before she's just conked out. And I'm just like, well, shit. <laughs> That's funny. You, you just got to find someone to hit the road trip that you can split the driving with. You know, and a lot of times, um, again, credit, I'm wearing dual hats here of Causeway and ownership. Um, when it was just Causeway, man. Uh, Rob and Drew and Keith and Michael and Michael Linder. I mean, these guys, we, they're road warriors. And uh, Luke and Layla uh, have almost as many miles. We actually, for funsies, started keeping a track sheet on uh, miles. Um, and I wish I'd actually forwarded it to myself because it's on my work computer. But uh, there's uh, Luke and Layla and uh, Stephanie and, and, and Jamie. There's some of us that combined had well over 10,000 miles in a year. And it was just a riot. Yeah. I mean, it was just fun. You know, it two years ago, was it two, three years ago, when we had the the 14, uh, or was it eight teams? So we had 14 games in the Gulf Coast Conference. Mm-hmm. The only one I missed was um, Port City away. Um, but that was because it was a thurs- Thursday game before New Orleans. Um, yeah. It was some of those trips... Like New Orleans is seven and a half long hours. Oh yeah. Like, and then you got to drive through across that bridge and tunnel and mobile and southern yeah. states is seven and a half hours. From, so I, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> we get it. New Orleans is only like three I, I, hours. Like there, there's a certain level of pride badge though that you get from making all these trips, though, right? Oh, oh, God, yeah. And 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 again, one of the things I'll treasure forever. I mean, it is on my my trophy shelf, and uh, not that there's many of them on there, but I got a perfect attendance award made to me um, uh, that season by uh, Rob Rich, one of our Causeway guys, and he is this gorgeous little wood plaque with a pineapple and the Azalea logo, and and uh, uh, you know, I look back and I was like. 
Oh, all that money, man! I probably could have bought a new car. Um, but <laughs> you know, but damn, you, it you was sound! Worth you, it. Oh my God, you sound like Steven in 2017, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> it was like he, he he made so such bad decisions that you're going to soccer games. He had to like join the military to get out of them. <laughs> I'm still making bad decisions today. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, but they, it's like you said, you are making core memories and you're making friends. And, uh, you know, I, I count myself extraordinarily lucky to now have actual soccer friends from Washington to Iowa to Arkansas down here along the whole Gulf Coast. Um, you know, it's it's amazing. It's It's been an absolute trip. All right. He brought up Washington. I'm doing the pivot. Oh, um, I don't get to. I, I, I don't get the chance to ask someone much about Pac-12 football because we're in SEC country. I'm a Pac-12 guy. Go UCLA Bruins. I know. You and I have gone a little tit for tat here and there the past couple of years about it. And I'm like, I, I can't piss you off too much because it's like, well, shit, it's another Pac-12 guy in the area. You yeah. can't shit on the Bruins that much. Well, yes, you can yeah. because one of the reasons why the downfall of the Pac-12 is – Today. Yeah, they they are they are one of the biggest reasons that the they were like the first domino. It's just absolutely depressing that the school yeah. that I love did that. The yeah, school that Jackie that. Robinson went to and Bill Walton, <laughs> Jackie Joyner curse. Oh. The, the Huskies held in there, I think, as long as they could. But I thought I think they saw the writing on the wall, like, oh shit. How how was you? You guys have had a pretty good last two years. Yeah. And they're, the whole conference has had the last two good years, but no one paid attention to it last year. But they finally did this year because of how the the conference started. Um, oh, yeah. How bittersweet was it for you this year? You know, I really thought we could beat Michigan. <laughs> really oh, dude, I I had money on it that they yeah, like no, they were so the team for they were my pick before the season started was was Washington to win it all. Well, yeah, and and I think you you nailed it as a Pac-12 guy, and I love the dogs, you know. But they looked good three years ago. They looked great last year. And then this year was just, holy crap. I haven't seen anything like that since I was a kid in 91. And, uh, you know, coming off of Ofer season, it was it was so, nice so, to see. So someone on this call was telling me, oh, yeah, Washington's not going to do it. There's a, a, what about Caleb Williams down in USC? And I was like, who? Like clearly, you're not watching this the the same games I am. You're going to bed after your Florida Gators play, and you're not watching the game. Like U.S. Like I I I nailed it. I was like the the best teams is going to be Washington, um, and then I thought it was going to be Oregon State, then Oregon, and then Utah. But I thought Cam Rising was playing though. So, um, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you you definitely hit it, and across all sports, and because I do pay attention to some of the other uh, stuff going on. I think the Pac-12 people sleep on them because they're not SEC and they're not Big Ten. I mean, most and, of them are Big they Ten, play, now, but... and their games end at two in the morning. And that is coast. even <laughs> even as really a wild. rabid Huskies fan, it's like, oh my god, I gotta stay up how late? Oh, you, what what time do you take your nap if you got the late game? Oh, you got to, if I have the late game, I got to take a nap around like four o'clock. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to make it. I'm like an old man, Papa sitting there with his head down, holding a beer. And it's just, oh, no, I'm awake. Hey, uh, Dustin, I want to make this little, we're going to pivot back to soccer for a second, just because sure. I thought of the question regarding your team. Yeah. Um, 
what are your goals for this season? I know everybody, like the fans are like, we want to win a championship. We want to, we want to do this. We want to do that. But what is the realistic goal for AFC Mobile for the 2024 GCPL season? So I'll be kind enough to give you two answers and one from like the fan perspective and the other from the ownership perspective. Um, from a fan's perspective, look, we're just happy to have soccer back. Um, I think the goal would, of course, to be to win it all. Is that a realistic goal? No, but God, we have to have, we have, to have hope and, and uh, in our hearts. And that's kind of that hope that you, you, you just run the table is that one that's always there. Um, from an ownership perspective, what we, what we are striving to do <clears throat> is survive. Um, this first season is just survive. Make connections. Make some new sponsors. Get the community back involved. Um, we have an awesome partner I can't quite announce yet. And as soon as we can announce that, it, they're just, they've wholeheartedly embraced us. Um, and we're very, very appreciative for that. But it's going to take a little bit more. Uh, it's going to take a little bit more growth, some, some definitely some more money. And we got to find that. But I think the goal is to survive and create sustainability. And once we have that, and I think it will take us a year or two to do that. Um, I think once we have that, we just, we play soccer and we create something that is lasting and we got to lay those ground stones this first year. Man, that, that was a perfect response. <laughs> and I promise you, I don't have any of this prepared because my life is a total shit show this week. So I am literally shooting from the hip, but it, it's also from the heart. I mean, we just want to, we want to create something that we can take our kids to not just this year, but five years from now. And, and when that Academy, when our U14 player, he gets to, you know, or she gets to, <laughs> Hopefully that's another thing that's in the works. But um, when, when they get to that 18, 19, 20-year-old age and they're back from the summer from playing wherever they're playing, we want them to look to us and be like, oh, that's another opportunity for me. And we want it to be there for them. That's awesome. I uh, God, I, I love this guy too much. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he such a good guy? I need, I need to hate him. Uh, I mean, I am part Canadian, and I think that plays into it. No, but... no, no. Oh, I forgot. You, you don't like pineapple on pizza. That, that's why yeah, I don't know. That is there why. Get the pitchforks. <laughs> no, I, I'm on your side, Dustin. Yeah, I just I don't I don't understand how a reasonable, rational person has something like tomato, which is super sweet. Tomato sauce, it's like it's it's sugary, and then put more sugar on it. You that's... like sweet and sour sauce? No. Uh, no just choose one you're either sweet or sour that's you know okay what about like peanut butter and jelly those are two different no that is interesting that is that is foul peanut butter and wheat bread that's that's the ticket right there oh my god yeah have you ever had peanut butter and jelly wings uh i've actually tried those yeah they there was a place here locally that did them and when i ate meat that was like the thing to go try and i was like all right we'll give it a shot and i was pleasantly surprised The, the chicken added a whole new component to it Okay. There, there is hope for him yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Diversity right, what and else, acceptance. What, what else do we got? Anything? Anything? I, I, honestly, I, the, I the questions I wrote, wrote down, I finished about like 40 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> so I've been just winging it ever since. Oh boy. <laughs> I have a statement. So oh. back in 2018, right, or two, sorry, 2019, uh, right before I got orders overseas, I happened to go to an AFC Mobile game while you guys are GCPL. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I have it written down somewhere, but I'm trying to figure out what team it was. Um, not it wasn't Port City, but I think it was your other rival team. 
I, uh, God, I kind of remember you being, I think it was a Pensacola game. Oh, no, I've been to Pensacola as well. But uh, anyways, I, I, I managed to enjoy the, that game, and I'm trying my best to make it to another one of your games this year before I go back to Europe. So hopefully we can talk more in person too down the road. Yeah, we 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 want to see all you guys. If, and I know Mobile is a hell of a drive for y'all. And um, mm. you know it is our plan still to keep going to a couple of games as we can for our, you know, and, and we really do consider y'all our friends, our, our friendlies, our friends, and our contacts. We went to Tallahassee last year, uh, about six of us, and you'd have thought we were royalty. They rolled out every red carpet for us. They treated us like kings and queens. We partied with their supporters, uh, and it was just that's you, what you know the, the the main ones that started at the Twins. Um, yeah, they used to uh-huh. be Armada supporters. Yeah, we back we in the day they, they used to that. drive from Tallahassee for the games every every home game. That, that, yeah. And that is those are the types of passionate folks that we've and yeah. a lot of y'all too. God, I still proudly have it was a, the Gulf Coast Rangers. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Dustin, consider this. Our first home game will probably be away to Tallahassee if things play out <laughs> as usual. So. I mean, it's like the last so. three years? Yeah, so mark, your, mark your calendar. That's, that's going to be a bit of a – got to spend one half on one side and the other half on the other side. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, no, and just, I, just finish on our half because it, we'll probably yeah. win. So, Hey, what's the um, – what, what's like the – how many teams are you, you going to be in your conference or league? And like, what's the um, furthest away? Last I heard, it was there's a team in Georgia, and now I'm trying to frantically pull up my map because I forget which which city in Georgia it's going to be. Is it Columbus? Is it so 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 Wigan's or? I, like I that? think that's it. Yeah. Um, okay. They're the that furthest. Ain't that far. No, it's about a four and a half hour ride for us, which we'll make work. Um, and then, of course, there's some of the the. Uh, the standards um, Union 10 or Mobile United or whatever they call themselves these days. Um, they're going to be there. Um, oh, you'll be in Pensacola. Yeah. I think Pensacola has got a team yeah. still. And then, uh, God, hang on. I'm, I'm pulling I'm frantically pulling up my email here and uh, because they've been there in the premier league and then league two, too. So uh, I don't know any teams in like Dothan, <laughs> yeah, which isn't too far from you guys. Uh, Florida Roots, um, they're going to keep their GCPL team. Um, Pensacola Bay United. They don't quit. <laughs> you know, you, you, we all have the one team that just, for whatever reason, you don't like. And after the way I got treated in their stadium, I, they, they, I fuck those guys. <laughs> so I think hey, your so, furthest game is Shreveport. So I heard yeah. that's actually a decent drive for you guys. Um, about five hours, but I think they're going to wind up with two conferences, and I think a lot of the Louisiana folks are going to be on that side, and we're we'll be on this side. So, so um, well, I'm going to ask this because Brian's not here. Um, Brian on our thing, he's a big on Scran, um, mm-hmm. especially like a way day Scran. Um, what stadium had the best food that you've uh, in the Gulf Coast? Okay, so I'm not even saying this to suck up, but I am a mostly vegetarian. I'll eat some fish and stuff here, so it's hard for me to grab a burger and a hot dog at a lot of places. But um, y'all had popcorn in Jacksonville, and I don't know why, but maybe it was time or place. I oh, was that just... was Episcopal. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, my God. And then you had pickles, and I'm a fiend for pickles. So I had like a Diet Coke, a thing of popcorn, a hot, fresh bag of popcorn and a pickle for like five bucks, and I was like, okay. Okay, I got this. 
Um, but as far as outside food, there was a food truck in Pensacola that was really good. Um, God, who else had really good food? Oh, New Orleans. New Orleans has really, I mean, they sell beer in their stadium. That's really hard to say no to. <laughs> yeah. we, we had beer in, uh, at one of our stadiums last year. So we we played at three different venues last year. I'm sure that was, <laughs> <It> was <fun. laughs> yeah. Um, we we had alcohol at one of them. It was it was a fun time. So, it, yeah. well, alcohol's a, an interesting catalyst, especially if your your team's really you know starting to suck. But uh, it also provides for some cheeky banter, you know. Yeah, no, like uh, so in the years that we were at um played against you guys, I won't name the venue that we were at. Um. <laughs> We could we pretty much got away with a lot of different things, including will... including bringing coolers into the stadium. <laughs> um, again, facilities will remain nameless for to protect the innocent. But uh, I, I, there was there were a couple where the pineapple's hands uh, fit an amazing amount of things in them, and uh, <laughs> yeah. it's <laughs> next time we're in person, I'll have to show you that trick because it's amazing what you can fit in those hands. Um, but it, it is a, it's a good gonna frisk a pineapple. <laughs> you know, I had one guy, and I think it was New Orleans. One guy, and the security guard just looked at me. and Goes, could you put your hands up? I guess. And he was so awkward, patting me down. I'm like, bro, I'll just take it off. It's okay. He goes, no, I think you're fine. Just go. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh. oh. I'm I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I think we've, I we've I got, got plenty. Everything. We've got plenty of stuff to work with. Yeah, right, I'm so. my baby starting to be like, "Hey, what attention?" Well, I am very grateful for the opportunity, and uh, no, is... we we are extremely thankful for you coming on, man. Like you, it it, it was a great conversation. Hey, I had a ton of fun, you. and it's it's stuff like this. It's it's your show. It, it's Lower League USA. It's you guys keeping. Very well, fresh. Steven. Steven's lower league USA. Oh, I know. I, but, you know yeah. and it's 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 all of y'all that are contributing to this this lower league stuff that really keeps it fresh and and lets it grow in America. And and for that, I'm very grateful for everything y'all do. Oh, yeah. see, the, thank you. Even though you know, I still don't agree with your opinion on pineapple and pizza. But hey, but we can agree. To, <laughs> we can well, agree to disagree. But good luck this year, man. Seriously, with uh, you. everything you guys are trying to build out there, um, I hope you guys are able to build. Um, up enough where we can whoop your guys' uh, behinds again on the field. Congratulations on all your success. Um, I cannot wait to come to your new stadium once it's built. It looks absolutely stunning and really, really looking forward to coming back out there. And I, I honestly hope we, we whip the shit out of you, but I'll take a draw. Challenge accepted. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll put that <laughs> one in the book, you know, and as we grow, hey, maybe even a friendly where, uh, you know, yeah. you lend us a few more of your players. Yeah, hey. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, we do. Uh, no, we we no, we've tried. We've tried I, I just hard. loved seeing your guys's uh like Twitter and your uh fan base be like messaging the or the DMs to the team. Who's on the bus right now? Yeah. <laughs> Take a picture yeah. of the bus. <laughs> yeah, no, the uh, that was that is the banter page was popping moments. off. <laughs> it was the banter page was fun that night. I will say that. Uh, <laughs> But cheers. Thank you so yep. much, guys. Thank you, gentlemen, and uh, best of luck for all of y'all, and uh, we'll talk soon. Take care. All right. Bye now. So it was great to uh, catch up with uh, with Dustin. Even though he's not a fan of pineapple on pizza. Well, yeah, that's, you know. 
unacceptable. Yeah, it is unacceptable, especially for being such so pro pineapple. You know, I, I know. Like, it's what are they doing in Alabama? And, this yeah, is well, probably why Nick Saban retired. Well, yeah, we won't go there. We won't go go off into a tangent. So we want to thank uh, Stephen from uh, Lower League USA and uh, Dustin for taking a little bit of time to join us. So with that, we will close with Go Armada. Vamos Armada. See ya. Bye. Go Armada!